Desert Diaries. Hello, Arizona calling. So last week I rounded off the podcast with the line, (laughs) so it's a Trump-free summer here in Phoenix after all. So guess who came to Phoenix this week? (laughs) Donald Trump. I know. I think I must have summoned him by saying his name three times or something. Anyway, after his rally in Tulsa, with just a couple of days notice, he announced he was coming to Phoenix to hold another rally with the Students of Trump group in a local church. Now, two things here. Churches here in Phoenix are nothing like any traditional church you're going to find in the UK. Okay, that's number one. Number two, the church he was attending was round the corner from our new house. (laughs) Who would believe it, eh? Anyway, to the first point. Churches here in the valley are nothing like I've ever seen before. Firstly, there are loads of them. I mean, loads. I am just talking about the Christian faith here as well, although there are, of course, lots of other faiths here in Phoenix, and they've also got their places of worship too. But there are so many types of Christian churches. And I must say, I didn't know a lot about all the different denominations. Lutheran, Seventh-day Adventist, Reformed, Evangelical, Anglican. I mean, I could go on and on and on. But so, so many different types of Christian churches. And in addition to the sheer number of churches, they're massive. And I mean thousands of people capacity sporting arena size. Massive. When we first arrived, I do remember meeting a lovely man called John in the communal pool in our Airbnb. (laughs) That does seem like... 27 lifetimes ago, but I'm digressing. He asked me if we were looking for a church to attend as we could go to his, he said. Now, look, it's not my bag, but absolutely each to their own. He was a really lovely, kind man. Anyway, he told us all about his church and the fact that on Sundays he got there early to drive the golf cart. We were like, drive the what? (laughs) So get this, John got to church early on a Sunday to drive around the enormous car park, picking up members of the congregation and transporting them to the church doors because they'd often have to park so far away. It would either take them ages and ages and ages to walk into the church and in the heat of the summer, you just can't do that. Or maybe they're a bit older and they needed just a bit of a hand as well to get to the church door a little quicker. But he was surprised at how surprised we were that this was the thing driving the church golf cart around the car park that was so big. That does give you an idea, though, of just how big these churches are, right? So it wasn't a little parish number that Trump spoke at this week, but a huge mega church that held thousands of people. I mean, that in itself is such a step away from the culture that we're used to in the UK. A politician holding a rally in a place of worship. No one bats an eyelid here, but, you know, it's another instance, I think, where we realise that Things are quite often really, really different here. Anyway, Tuesday morning, I set off early, about 6.45, to climb a mountain. Now, I had left it a bit late. It was already about 34 degrees, but I trudged on. Shadow Mountain is its name. And brilliantly, it's about three minutes from our front door to the trailhead up the mountain. I had the dog with me, who was fantastic at pulling me up the really steep bits, but also absolutely awful at pulling me down the really steep bits. How I got back in one piece, I will never know. What was bonkers, though, is just how many helicopters were circling, even hours and hours before the president arrived. And as I was taking a picture of the church from the mountain to post on Twitter, 
at Walker Sam. Hello. I did notice one hovering over me for some time and it suddenly occurred to me, hmm, maybe I looked a bit dodgy <laughs> taking snaps from the side of a mountain. But then the chopper whizzed off and no doubt they realised a lumpy old middle-aged woman with an over-exuberant husky wasn't really going to be a major threat to national security. Anyway, the President's visit kind of came and went, even though we were so close by, no motorcade passed my front door. And come mid-afternoon, all the choppers had disappeared and normal suburban business resumed. We had had a wonderful weekend a few days before, actually. Dave's second desert birthday. And we'd had a small number of friends over, all spaced out on our garden chairs for a nice bit of socially distant partying. And we threw some Beyond Meat burgers on the grill. Do you know, he was ace. New British friends we'd met who've also made their homes here in the desert. American friends hailing originally from Michigan and Oklahoma and Kentucky and Phoenix. Games of, guess what this phrase means? Bag of spanners, anyone? Blank faces. Mardi bum, anyone? That's brilliant. We'd started early about four o'clock and it was too hot to hang outside for the first couple of hours. Even with two fans whirring, it was still about 43 degrees in the shade. But come six, we were sat around. Children in the pool, fairy lights twinkling on our little gazebo that we'd bought from Home Depot. Think B&Q with cacti. And man alive. I felt so, so lucky. After they'd all gone home, I stayed outside and sat and reflected. Okay, on Margarita number, well, it doesn't matter what number it was, but I sat and I thought about how pretty much a year ago to the day I'd posted a picture on Instagram about the same time of night in about the same heat and after about the same number of margaritas. And I'd been so scared. I was freaking out about leaving England, about leaving my friends and my family and well, my entire career. I was so afraid of so many things. Loneliness, no work, unhappiness. None of those things happened. None of them. Now, if you've made it this far in the podcast, you will know that plenty of other awful things did happen, but not the things that had kept me awake, not the things that I imagined may happen. And now here we were, a year on, having met such incredible, supportive, lovely people, people who'd had our backs when times were hard and came and helped us celebrate when times were good. The thing is, you never know what life is going to throw you. So why not take a risk? I'll see you in the desert. So a little extra hello from me this week to say... Thank you. If you have left me a review on Apple Podcasts, it is such a faff, I know, to get that done. I know you've got better things to do. So as my daughter's teacher would say, I appreciate you. I really do, though. Thanks so, so much. And thank you as well if you've sent me pictures for the brilliant Listeners Gallery on Facebook. It's made up of snaps of where you listen to Desert Diaries. And this week I've had ones from Karen in Vancouver, Steve in Chalton. Oh, Steve, I am obsessed with your dogs. (laughs) I even googled Adopt Beagle Phoenix this week. Do not tell Dave. Uh, Thanks also to Carol, who's listening in her sewing room in Bristol making masks. Jill in Scottish Woodland. Karen in Gironde in the southwest of France. Mariota in Edinburgh. Thank you so much. Do come and send me yours, please. Get to facebook.com slash see you in the desert. Ta. (laughs) 